Good morning, people of God. That was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I'd like to welcome all of you here with us to worship this morning, especially those visitors who are with us, either here in person or online. Um, If you don't know me, my name is Beth Paulo, and I am a member here at King of Kings. And Pastor Dave uh, asked that I fill in for him today. Uh, He is visiting with um, family this Thanksgiving weekend. It is definitely an honor uh, to be here with you. Speaking of Pastor Dave, I would like to thank him um, for providing me everything that I needed to leave us here in worship. You guys, that guy is the best. He really is. Uh, For those of you who are joining us online, as is our practice, we will be having Holy uh, Communion during worship here this morning, and I invite you to gather some bread or wine um, for when that takes place later in our service. So I have some announcements for us today, actually quite a few. Um, So please, before I get into those, I will remind you to please make sure that you read your email from the church office. Um, That's the best place to to get all the information about what's going on. But a couple of things I do want to lift up to you. Um, The Women's Advent Tea is this Friday, December 1st from 7 to 9 p.m. Even if you don't know many people here, it will be a wonderful opportunity uh, to get to know some people um, and share the start of this beautiful Advent season. Our children's Christmas program is happening next Sunday, December 3rd at 2.30, and the play is called The Herald Angels Learn to Sing, and it was written by our very own Tracy Wells, and our young people have been practicing very, very hard, and you will not want to miss this production. Yes, the lions are on, but I understand the saints have no no opportunity to win. So maybe just <laughs> maybe maybe just uh, record that and please come support some of our young amazing people. Uh, there's some great stuff going on every Wednesday night for the next 4 weeks of Advent for people of all ages. So make sure to check out the flyers around the church and the weekly email again that our church office so diligently sends out. Uh, finally, Uh, At the end of both of our worship services this morning, we will have a congregational vote to approve and receive the merger of Faith Lutheran Church's members and assets when their congregation closes at their final worship service on December 31st. Our council president, Susan Findlay, will be leading us through the vote, and there will be an opportunity for questions This is important stuff, folks, Uh, so I ask that you please hang on for just a a few minutes after worship. And so, before we jump into our opening song of praise, I invite you to rise as you are able and to let us share the peace of the Lord with one another. God's peace be with you. God's peace. God's peace.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, as you make your way back to your seats, we ask that you join us as we sing praises to our Lord. One. Righteous and merciful God, you own the earth and all its peoples, and you give us all that we have. Inspire us to serve you with joy and excitement, giving thanks for all we have and for all that you are. Lead us to see the needs of others and the willingness to share your love through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, and all of God's people say, Amen. Sisters, Brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please follow along on the screen with me as I read from Matthew, the 25th chapter, verses 31 through 46. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right hand and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, When was it we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You are the accursed. Depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer, Lord, when was it we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly, I tell you, just as you did not do one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into internal punishment, but the righteousness into eternal life. The word of the Lord. So, <clears throat> let us begin our time together with a question. Do you like surprises? Appropriate question, I think, this time of the year. Think about that one for a moment. 
do you like surprises? Well, I love them, as long as I am the one doing the surprising. I love surprising others with an unexpected visit or a call or maybe a gift or a card. I even pulled off a complete surprise party for my husband's 30th birthday a couple of decades ago (laughs) with family coming in from Brazil. He was clueless. He had no idea it was even going on. It was so fun. I am so in for those kind of surprises. But I can't say that I really like being surprised. Uh, Full disclosure here, (laughs) some of you know this well, I am a control freak. (laughs) Really, I am a control freak, very, very much so, but I do have a therapist for that. Uh, And also, at this stage in my life, I also have a lot of anxiety. So that combination of traits does not align so well with surprise. I like being prepared. I like feeling ready for what's about to happen. I like making sure that everything is just right and surprises totally prevent any of that from happening. Well, here's another question because I think today's Bible reading is all about surprises. Did you notice that both those identified as sheep and those identified as goats were surprised by what Jesus said? Lord, when did we? And when didn't we? Both capture the shock and the surprise that each group expresses when Jesus commends or condemns their behavior. But what exactly are they surprised by? That they acted either in righteous way by feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, caring for the sick, and visiting the unprivileged, imprisoned, or, on the other hand, in an unrighteous way by not doing any of that. No, neither of these groups deny their behavior. They know exactly what they did and didn't do. Instead, they're flat out surprised by the fact that they didn't see Jesus in those moments. They were surprised that they didn't recognize the Son of Man, or more to the point, they were surprised by where Jesus hangs out and who Jesus hangs out with. No one in our story expected to see Jesus in the face of the disadvantaged, the poor, the imprisoned, and all those who are in need, but is that really any different for us? When we think about God, what do we normally expect God to be like? We tend to think of God as strong and mighty and filled with glory and all of those things, right? From Michelangelo to Monty Python, illustrations of God have almost always shown God as this old, white-haired, flowy Caucasian dude who looks powerful and in control. Just look at how our reading began. It begins by describing the Son of Man in glory, sitting on a throne, surrounded by angels, which totally reinforces our preconceived idea that God is the greatest of these. 
But in true Jesus form, does anybody else feel like we're kind of getting set up here when Jesus is talking with us? That's often how Jesus rolls, especially in his parables. Because look at the rest of the story. Everything else points to that same all-powerful king sitting on his throne saying he's actually the least of these, which totally flips our tendency to look for God in places of power. And this is what Jesus is getting at in this story. Then this parable isn't about the end of the world, apocalyptic type threat. You better be good or else... But instead, it's all about Jesus calling into question where we typically look for him and for God, causing us to rediscover God's presence in our own lives more fully than ever before. So many pastors, Christians, and people of the church read these words as a warning, a red-label warning to people to get back in line to try to scare Christians into choosing good, into doing good. You better choose to do good or else you're going to go to that other place with the goats. But the more I read these words and compare them to everything else Jesus said, would that really be the message Jesus would want to go out with? Be good or else? So here's a different perspective, one that I believe makes way more sense, that Matthew included Jesus saying these words not to scare his followers, but to give comfort to the Christians who were being persecuted for believing in Jesus, for all the people who chose to hate and pick on and even kill God's people would be on the outside looking in, and all those who follow Jesus would be welcomed into the love of God. And if this can be the case, then this is more about Jesus promising to be always with and always for those who are in greatest need which totally sounds like the Jesus that we met in the first 24 chapters of Matthew. Which means that if you and I want to experience God's presence, it's not about looking for mountaintop experiences, some huge moments where angels are singing and the heavens are ripped up over our heads. Today, today Jesus tells us that if you and I want to experience God's presence more fully and more deeply, we will find it in the needs of those around us and in our needs as well. Surprise! (laughs) Not where we were expecting to find God, right? Again, we typically think of God in these ultimate terms, all-knowing, all-powerful, ultimate authority, and that makes sense. As we often talk about God being the creator of the cosmos and the author of all life, and God God is those things. But today, that's not where Jesus invites us to meet or be met by God. And I don't know about you, but that is surprising. Totally challenging our expectations and disrupting our plans. But maybe it shouldn't. 
As God we know, and Jesus seems to love surprises. After all, God didn't come to rule over humanity in Athens or Rome or at any of the major cities of the time where one would expect God to arrive. But surprise, God came to us as a baby born in a barn to an unwed teenage girl. And God didn't come to conquer the world with military or political might, but instead, surprise, God conquered the world through scandal, shame, and pain on the cross. God's whole character is woven with surprise throughout the entire Bible story as God continues time and time again to do incredible and whole things through broken people. And God, God still surprises us today, coming where we least expect God to be, in the plight of the homeless, the side of the poor, in the face of the needy, and in the company of the imprisoned, and in simple, everyday things like bread and wine and water. And that's not all. If we're willing to hold our expectations and live into the surprising reality of the God we meet in Jesus, then we're invited to meet God, not in some distant eternal life or other worldly reality, but in the here and now, in the concrete and the real need of our neighbors, just as they are invited to meet and be blessed by God as they tend to our needs as well. The God we know in Jesus is revealed not in power, but in vulnerability, not in might, but in brokenness, and not in judgment, but in mercy. Now, maybe that last one about Jesus not coming in judgment seems like a stretch for our today's reading. After all, the whole story seems to reach its climax when the Son of Man who comes in glory dismisses the outrighteous goats to the eternal fire. But this is why, this is exactly why, Bible story context is so very important and that we read what's happening around this time. Because Jesus is sharing today's story as he is on the way to the cross. These these are the last words before beginning his own passion, an account that begins in the very next verse with these words. When Jesus had finished saying all of these things, he said to his disciples, You know that after two days the Passover is coming and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Which to me means that the Son of Man's coming in glory isn't about some final judgment at the end of time but the glory that comes and is revealed through the cross, God's true message and judgment to the world, that even though we make mistakes, even though we may say and do things not very Christ-like some days, even though we way more often than not fail to see God in the faces of those around us, God loves us. God loves you more than life itself. There's the judgment. We're found guilty. 
and our punishment? Be loved by God. I've come to see this story isn't a threat. It's a promise. Jesus is with you in the here and the now through the lives of those around you. What an amazing promise. And I'm going to ask you to do something. I want you to take a minute and I want you to look at those around you. Look at those sitting next to you. Look at those around you. You, you are looking at Jesus. Yes, what amazing promise that God is found in the faces of neighbors and in the faces of strangers, in those who you serve and in those who serve you. And not only is this a promise, but it's also an invitation, an invitation to look at the world around us differently, to not only think of the things we're thankful for this holiday season, but also be someone who someone else is thankful for because of how we treated them, by seeing the face in others and by being the face of Jesus to others to give ourselves our time, our talent, our treasures, so that those who are lacking have a reason to celebrate, too. All of this seems like surprisingly good news, that God is with us in the here and now, revealed in the fellowship of the broken people that we call church, and available to us in the seemingly small gestures of mercy we offer to others and they offer to us each and every day. It may not be where we expect God to show up, but it's just where we need God to be. And for that and for so much more, thanks be to God. Please pray with me. Gracious God, surprise us with your presence in the ordinary moments of our lives. Help us to recognize your face in the faces of those we encounter daily. May our hearts be filled with compassion and generosity of spirit, and may our actions reflect the love of the true King. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let us continue with our offering. <laughs> Let us turn our hearts to God, our breath and life, as we pray for the church, the world, and all who are in need. At the end of each petition, I will say, merciful God, please respond with, receive our prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, you give talents and gifts to all your people, and you equip the church to serve. Turn us from fear and self-serving ways that we use our talents to glorify you and encourage our neighbor. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You have been our dwelling place from one generation to another. Sustain the life of the planet. 
protect farmlands and harvests, direct all people in wise stewardship of all of the earth's resources. Merciful God. You call us to honesty and integrity. Instill these values in the hearts of all nations and their leaders. Free any who are oppressed, expose all corruption, and bring redemption to victims of injustice. Merciful God. You teach us to count our days that we may gain a wise heart. Where there is sickness or sorrow, bring healing. And where there is loneliness, reveal your love and community. We especially lift up to you, either silently or out loud, these people in our hearts. Merciful God, receive our prayer. We pray for the faith formation ministries of our church. Give to all children, youth, and adults who study your word the strength of faith and love. Shape us by your love and show us how to encourage one another. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and all those too deep for words. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, as we now pray the prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We now take a moment to reflect on our week and confess those times we failed to live as God would have us live. Please join me in confessing. God of life, we confess that we are wrapped up in sin and cannot free ourselves. We nurture conflict and build walls. We neglect the needs of our neighbors and ignore the groaning of creation. Have mercy on us. Where we are self-centered, open our hearts. Where we are reluctant, Give us courage. Where we are cynical, restore our trust. Renew us with your grace and give us the hope of new life in you. Amen. And now hear this, dear children of God, in the mercy of Almighty God. Jesus Christ was given to die for us and for his sake. God forgives us all our sins. By God's grace alone, our sins are forgiven. Receive this gift in the name of the Father and the Son and in the Holy Spirit. And all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. At this time, for those of you that are communing in your seats, I invite you to take out your communion kits. And for those of you that are home and planning to commune with us this morning, get your wine and bread ready as we prepare ourselves to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ.
In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it to all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people. Do this for the remembrance of me. I invite the deacons to come forward at this time. For those of you coming up to receive communion, our ushers will direct you shortly. Please know at King of Kings, we believe Holy Communion is a gift from God to you. So whether you're a member here or not, all are welcome. As you come forward to receive the bread, first to the bread and then uh, move to the wine, the outside cups are red wine, the inside are white, are white grape juice. For those of you communing at your seats or communing at home, the body and blood of Christ shed and given for you. Amen. Come now, for all is ready. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in God's grace. And all of God's people say, Amen. Finally, may you receive this blessing. May the God of all glory, Jesus Christ, the name above all names, and the Spirit who is alive within you, bless you now and forever. Amen. I invite you to stand as we join our voices in our final song of praise. Just a reminder, those of you sticking around for the voters meeting after this service and after the next service, uh, that will get started shortly after we finish our postlude song. So, uh, you know, please don't go too far. We've got some interesting stuff to talk about today. And for those of you who need to leave us, go in peace and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Cheers.